Morning, here we are. <laughs> Morning, John. <laughs> yeah. Coffee ready? Yeah, I've got, as I say, I've got the coffee ready. Now, today, um, there was something on your mind that you wanted to particularly, you know, bring into focus and, and raise questions. So over to you to begin with. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm hearing some pretty disturbing noises from churches and from pastors about um, the way things are going with regard to going back to church live and that sort of thing. The fact of the matter is we've entered a new phase of COVID. The novelty of meeting on Zoom has worn off for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and that has the potential to cause um, factions and mistrust. Mm. Uh, and it's compounded by the lack of personal face-to-face -face contact mm. over many months. People, people have drifted apart physically. And that has the potential to sort of amplify the problem of, of different groups forming with shared opinions which are in contrast to the the rest of the people you know yeah cliques clique can form um, so what you're, they can you're, think, you're thinking about people turning up and not wanting to wear masks and all that stuff yeah yeah or just going when the majority say that we're not ready yet well who's going to organize all the social distancing and the cleaning and everything and putting out the chairs because if you lot don't roll up your sleeves it ain't going to happen you know i've heard of that sort of thing hmm. um people people have this idea that it's just it's mainly about the social side, really. It's not so much about hearing the word of God necessarily. It's meeting their, their friends and this sort of thing. And then cliques can form, and that can be kind of compounded through social media, and you get parties developing and so on. Um, and, and then there's the actual complexity of making the right decisions. Who can say what's, what's for the best? We can't read the future, can we? Um, oh, that's right. So, yeah, I think really we need to, as pastors, we've got to be asking, well, how can we model um, the sort of mindset and behavior that is appropriate in this time when division, you see, the devil never takes a day off no. and he doesn't believe in social distancing. Yeah. If he can split a church this way, he will, you know. Yes. So, um, so those things have to Yeah. How can we prevent individuals adopting a sort of oversimplified approach as well? We need to learn to listen to each other with a generous spirit, you know. Okay. Ephesians, Ephesians 4 stuff, isn't it, really? It is. It is. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, about the modelling, the right, the right kind of attitude, I think that's really, really important. Um, I think there are quite a lot of people who are panicking and there are a lot of people, it seems to me, who are being very critical of the government, of other Christians who aren't doing it their way. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. all this is feeding into um, some sort of un, you know, feeling of disturbance, really, in people, rather than a fe feeling of gentleness um, and um, unity, as, as you're saying. And I think pastors do need to model a different spirit. As I say, it's quite trendy to be seen as a kind of a smart Alec who knows, you know, better than the government and all this kind of stuff, and to be pushing this way and that way. Um, and I mean, I think pastors need to just remind people some biblical texts about uh, here we are about showing proper respect to everyone, about honouring those in, in government over us about the primacy of love um, and those are the kind of things that will make for the unity of the church. And also actually, 
for the peace of people. Um, um, this kind of critical spirit can affect others. Um, uh, a, a Christian girl from her own congregation, actually, who went off to university just last weekend, you know, part of a six, you know, in her hall of residence. Um, uh, her mum met some of the other girls, um, you know, in, in the group and, and remarked just how worried these non-Christian girls seemed. And she basically texted me, um, this mother, and she said, I think mental health uh, will be a huge problem this year. Now, if Christians are kind of, you know, all sort of in terms of arguing with one another and, you know, pressing this, that, and if only we haven't done this, you know, it's not going to make, you know, people need reassurance. They need, sure. they need encouragement, not continual sort of getting at each other. So yeah, pastor, I think pastor's got to sort of, you know, model that, that kind of attitude, really. Yeah, I think, and, and occasionally things will go wrong. I think that's the, the, the point you've got to bear in mind. We're, we're living in a fallen world. Yes. And I think a, a lot of people actually have unrealistic expectations of their church and of their leaders. The fact of the matter is that two, two, two of the churches I'm dealing with, the leaders or the people who've got to make the, the, the grassroots decisions, they're under, under enormous pressure from their own jobs and so on. They're all feeling stressed as well. Some of them, they've got health issues. And I think it's very easy for people on the fringes of church life to think, oh, well, you know, what are they doing? They're not helping the situation, you know, whereas they're working their socks off, yes, just trying is. to maintain the ministry yeah. through Zoom and all that sort of thing, as well as try and find a way forward in terms of actual physical meeting again. That's and right. Yeah, I've got to, I, I mean, with that kind of thing, you know, just cutting people some slack and keeping our eyes yeah. on the main thing. I've got this quote here from um, Samuel Rutherford that I came across. He says, do not focus your thoughts. You know, when things, uh, you know, when we're living in a different, difficult world, do not focus your thoughts among the confused wheels of secondary issues. Oh, if this had been, this would not have followed, you know, that kind of thing. Look up to the master motion of the first wheel. God uh, himself. In building, he says, we see hewn stones and timbers under hammers and axes, yet the house in its beauty we do not see at present, but it is in the mind of the master builder. So this, this attitude of trust uh, and, and therefore just, just, you know, allowing for, you know, trusting God, trusting, trusting the, the, the brothers and sisters in the church to do, to do their best. Yes, we've got to teach, got, you know, remind them of their theology as well, that you know, that God is in control, that yeah. this isn't come about by chance, yeah. and we're in a time of testing and, and waiting, and, and God is cultivating things like patience, gentleness, and self-control in ways that perhaps it isn't the normal channel of education, but, you know, providence is a very big teacher, isn't it, if it's used well? It is. And I just want to say as well, I mean, I think we need to, and we, we're not saying the government should never, ever be challenged, um, but not saying that, but in a democracy, you know, that's what an op the opposition parties in Parliament are for. Mm. Um, and, you know, they're very keen, <laughs> many of them, aren't they? Very keen to do, to do that job. And, uh, I, you, know, you know, obviously we can write to our MPs and things like that, but let's keep that kind of critical spirit um, out of the churches and let's be together. That's, that's mm. what we're trying to say, isn't it? And as yeah. you said, a time yeah. of testing, um, you know, um, let's not 
vent our frustrations on lashing out at other people. Uh, let's pray. God, God can change a government's mind if it needs changing. God can change an eldership's mind if it needs changing. You know, um, let's walk humbly uh, and trust. Yeah. Yeah. The rare jewel of Christian contentment as well. That's another one. That's what we're there. Okay, then. Good to see you, Malcolm. Yeah, good to see you, John. Bye-bye.